Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Every promise in your word is yes and amen. We thank you, Father God, that you said if we ask, knock, seek, you're going to answer. That you don't withhold from us. That you don't halfway with us. That you are God alone. And we thank you for that. We thank you, Father God, just for grace and mercy, for healing, for provision, for protection, for all that you are in our lives. We thank you for being all-knowing and all-seeing, Lord God. We thank you for favor, for favor produces supernatural increase. Favor causes policy rules and regulations to be reversed to our advantage, and we thank you for it. Now, Lord God, bless the people today that are not following deaf ears, that are being planted in their hearts so that they can multiply for their glory alone. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, your strength, and you are Redeemer, and we thank you. Now, Holy Ghost, only go do what you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, today I want to, a few weeks ago, we talked about putting something on the grace. Hold on. We talked about putting something on the grace. And today I want to help you find the grace. I think it's important um, for who and for what you are. And I'm going to start out by reading, reading Romans 8, 31 through 39 for you. And this says to us, Without a doubt that God is on our side, that nothing, nothing, that there is absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of God. So it says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these things? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us? When God has chosen for his own, no one for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? or are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death. As the scripture says, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing, say nothing. I feel like the Baptist church this morning. Say nothing. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, I plead the blood of Jesus over you, over your ears, over these airways, over this broadcast, that you receive this teaching this morning to be your truth. And that from this day forward, you walk in this boldly, boldly, 
boldly in who Christ Jesus called you to do. Not halfway, but in boldly. So today I want to talk to you about finding the grace. And actually the grace finds you. Um, there is a book by Max Lucado. It's called Grow in Grace. Um, and helping you understand the knowledge of grace and who our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and salvation is God's business. It's his promise to us, his idea, his work, his expense. It's not on us. The grace is on God. Can you say that this morning? The grace is on God. I need you to take some accountability this morning. Say that. Say the grace is not on me. The grace is on God. The grace is on God. This expense is on God. So you have to understand that this grace thing is not on you. It's on God. It's not necessarily that you have to find the grace. It's that you got to accept and allow the grace to find you. So repeat after me this morning. The grace isn't on me. The grace is on God. It's almost like sometimes we try to get on the cross ourselves right? We try to get on the cross ourselves and we try to become Jesus and become the sacrifice for ourselves and also for other people. And God is sitting here saying, I've already paid the price for that. And since I've already paid the price for that, why are you trying to pay the price for something you can't pay that includes for yourself and other people. And he's not interested in us trying to repay for something. I told you guys that the other day, why would you pay for something that's already paid for? So I want you to understand that, that you can't, you got to begin to see, receive God's grace and his grace is his healing power and his grace is his restoration and his grace is his provision, his protection. Everything that you need is understanding God's grace. And I'm going to explain it. So this, I told y'all this next chapter in my life is called the redemption, right? This is my redeeming chapter, but it's because I understand and I found God's grace. And I understand that this next chapter, this next season isn't on Lakeisha. It's not on me. It's, it's, it's not on me. It's on God. Like I'm, I got to put it on God. He got to pull out his black card. It's on him. Second Peter three and 18 says, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And I hope you're taking notes this morning because this, this little biblical plan I'm getting ready to give you is going to help you in your relationship with Christ and help you to stop questioning so many of the things you've been questioning, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ to him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. And amen. You can grow in grace. Sometimes we get so caught up in our works, we forget that what Roman 8 said to us, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So we, we get in this position where we're trying to be good or we're trying to please God and we're, we're trying to force things in this relationship. You do not have to be perfect to receive God's grace. The only thing that you need to be is willing. You got to be willing to receive God's grace. You got to be willing to receive his redemptive power. You got to be willing to allow him to work out this thing for you and not you work it out. Some of y'all got to be honest. The reason stuff is so jacked up in your life is because you've been trying to work out your own plan of salvation. You've been trying to work out your own plan of restoration. You've been trying to work out your own plan of redemption. You got your own way that this should go. And if you would get out your own way, <laughs> then you would see God get in the way. 
And some of this thing that you keep cycling back in and see happen will stop happen. To discover God's grace is to discover God's devotion for you. It's to understand how much God really, really loves you. Like how much he really loves you. How much he desires for you to prosper. How much he desires for you to have the very best. But a lot of times we don't understand that. And we're so stubborn in our own ways. We're so stubborn. We stuck in this position. We stuck in what works for us. We keep doing these same things over again, thinking we can work to earn his grace, um, operating in our own salvation. And we're missing what he said here. You're not going to get it right. You're not going to get it perfect. But that does not give you permissible will to just sin. When you feel like it, when you know better, you do better. Ignorance is not bliss. Playing like you don't understand it doesn't work. You got to take accountability. The other thing that I love here is Luke 15, 4 shows that God loves us so much. He'll go after one sheep. God will pursue you with absolutely everything in him when he know, because he knows what he designed you for. He knows the purpose that he has for you. God will pursue you with absolutely everything in you. That's how much he loves you. He said, nor, li nor life, nor death, nor principality, nor heaven, nor hell, nor how much you mess up can separate how much I love you. But because most of us have bad parents, we equate our relationship to God with our bad parents, right? And so we pursue a relationship with God based on bad, bad parenting because our parents were half on, half off. We think that our relationship with God is half on, half off, and God never changes in position for us. That's why I love God. God is the most consistent person in our life. You can count on God's consistency, and you can count on God's loyalty. Next, Matthew 7 and 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. All God is waiting on you to do is ask him for the grace. Ask him for the grace. Ask him for the grace. He's ready to take the weight of it all. Ask him for the grace for your sin. If you got something you keep struggling with and you can't get past it, ask him for the grace. Lord, give me the grace for this situation. Give me the grace for my sin. Give me the grace for this that I can't overcome. I need your grace, your divine intervention. Your divine intervention for my present situation. I need your grace in my singleness, right? I need your grace in my singleness. I need your grace in um, my job. I need your grace in this career. I need your grace in my widowhood. I need your grace for the grief. As he says, if you ask, you seek, you find, you knock, it's going to be open to you. He's willing, waiting to give you grace, his divine intervention for your present situation. He's waiting to give the grace to you. Most of us don't ask for it. We keep trying to figure this out, work this out on our own, do this in our own strength. And anytime you try to do something that needs a supernatural intervention in your own strength, you get tired, you run out. When you get tired and you run out, that's how you know you don't have the grace for a particular situation. You have to get his grace involved in absolutely everything you're connected to. And absolutely everything that you're connected to. So ask him. Some of the stuff that you're, you're not getting 
what you need from God is because you're simply not asking. You're still struggling in your own strength. It's a resistance that comes supernaturally, right? When you try to do things in your own strength, there is a resistance. That rubber band is only going to stretch so far before you break. It's only going to stretch so far before you break. And that's why you find yourself endlessly tired in relationships, endlessly tired in situations, because there is no grace for the situation. God's divine intervention, his power is not there. His favor is not there. You're not, you, you keep trying to get away from something, say smoking cigarettes. I'm just going to use that as an example. And you really, really, really are tired and you really don't want to smoke anymore, but you don't know how to get past it. You've done the patch. You've done everything. You may need a divine intervention in that situation, but you've never thought to talk to God about your cigarette smoking habit, or you never thought to talk to God about your sex habit because you're so ashamed of it, even though he can see absolutely everything that you do. You never talk, thought to talk to God about your bad attitude. You never thought to talk to God about those things because those are things that you've been doing so long, you've assumed that you're your norm. And God is like, ask me for the grace to help you through this present situation. Let me give you some divine inter intervention. Let the Holy Spirit help you, guide you, so that you don't keep making these same mistakes, doing these same things over and over again. Right, The work of Jesus Christ on the cross makes this gift of grace to us so precious. Christ came to earth for one reason and one reason only. That was the ransom for us. You can't be your own Christ. You can't pay the price. You can't eliminate Jesus from this thing. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy I come that you may have life and have it in full. Jesus already paid the ransom for this thing. It's done. It's over with. Stop nailing yourself to the cross. This thing that's in you, God's going to complete the work. But you're going to have to learn how to receive the grace even through forgiveness. Like you're going to have to learn how to receive this grace even through forgiveness. So my challenge to you also in finding the grace is that you forgive yourself. You don't have to forgive yourself. I need somebody to take a little pause right now and just simply say, you know what? Today is the day that I'm choosing to forgive myself. Today is the day I'm not going to rehearse no more of my mess ups. I'm not going back to the jacked up decisions I made. I'm not finna talk about how bad I was with my finances. I, I'm not, I'm not doing that no more. I was a bad mom at some period. I'm letting that stuff go. Um, I didn't do well in my marriage, my first marriage. I'm letting that stuff go. I didn't make some good choices and decisions. You know what? Today is the day that I make the decision to forgive myself. I need some of y'all to take that oath, like swear it to yourself today. That today is the day that I forgive myself because God has forgiven you. That's what the, excuse me, that's what the redemption at the cross was. It was God saying, I'm sending Jesus, Jesus to pay the price for you. You can't pay this. You can't ransom out yourself. So this is already done, right? So I need you to forgive yourself. Please, because God remodels us daily. He remodels us daily. Let that thing go. Stop talking about it. Stop rehearsing it. Stop nursing it. Let that go. Some of y'all still drinking on that same bottle and the milk is spoiled. Who, who's, who drinks on a spoiled? Who gives a baby a spoiled bottle of milk? 
You know you're going to get sick. It's the same thing when you won't walk in forgiveness, right? So you got to. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the day of completion in Jesus Christ. God is going to complete the very thing in you that he needs to complete in you as soon as you get out of his way and start forgiving yourself. Forgiveness leaves you stuck. That's why some of you are not evolving on a consistent basis because you go back to the baseline of where the hurt, you're still rehearsing all this mess from your past and you can't grow and develop and God can't complete and do his work in you because you're not confident in what the word has said to you about forgiveness. You rehearsing, 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 rehearsing this same thing. And the Lord is like, I'm done with that. I have forgotten about that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I'm, I'm over that. I don't even see that. That's what the blood does. But you you still sitting there in that same attitude, that same mess. It's like being in an adult diaper and you pooped or you cracked and you just sitting in that same diaper all day long. You stink, right? That's what unforgiveness of yourself is like. It eats at you. It gets smelly. You're going to get chafed, right? Your butt going to be raw. That's what unforgiveness. I'm trying to give you a visible picture of what unforgiveness looks like when you can't forgive yourself. It's time for you to let it go. It's time for you to stop having pity parties. It's time for you to stop. God is trying to complete a work in you and he cannot complete the work in you because you still won't walk in forgiveness. Get out of his way. <laughs> Get out of his way so he can complete you, so you can become mature, so that you can take your position in the kingdom. The reason your business ain't working or your new thing that you want to pop off ain't popped off because you're still stuck in a place and he can't complete the work in you so that he can put the contracts, he can put the people, he can put your new business in your place. He can't put it in your place because you're not mature enough and complete enough to handle what he's trying to do for you. And the reason that you're not complete and mature enough is because you're still stuck in 1992 and we in 2018. You still operate in the same mode, in the same attitude, in the same bad attitudes. You still hustling. You still jigging, jiggling. You still junkie in your janky in your finances, but you believe in him for increase. How are you going to believe him for increase and you still janky in your finances? Forgive yourself for bad finances. Forgiveness of yourself all also allows you to create new behaviors. You will create new behaviors. You will have a new attitude. You will move into things in a different kind of way. Now, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining toward what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Grace is the power that keeps your engine going, right? God has already told us he will be merciful towards your iniquities. He will not remember your sins anymore. Do not rehearse your sins and your past mistakes. Stop having them conversations. And if you got anybody in your life that wants to keep reminding you of who you are or who you used to be, right? You need to deal with it. But I do need to tell you this. You do need to come to the reality of what you need to be, what you used to be, so you're not that person anymore. You got to you gotta kind of deal with that. You got to kind of recognize I was this was messed up point in my life. But then get past it. Admit it. Get past it so that God can put you on his plan of action. Follow hard after God. 
Do not allow your memory to paralyze you. Don't, don't allow your memory to paralyze you. I can always tell when someone acts in old memories because they, they speak of the glory years. I don't care about your glory years. I care about what you got going on right now. What, what you got going on like right now? What you doing right now? Um, if God doesn't remember our sins and past mistakes, you better stop rehearsing it. Stop. You better focus. You better focus on something for something else. Focus on your future. Focus on your forgiveness. Focus on Christ. Philippians 3.14 says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which he has called me heavenward word in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Heavenward. He ain't even there no more. You still in your past and he in your future. You still rehearsing that broken relationship and what happened and what he did and what he did. And he trying to present a brand new future to you. So you got to press towards that mark. You got to focus on what's ahead of you. I'm going to tell you something. I don't spend a lot of time listening to my past. I don't spend a lot of time. I'm talking about even yesterday. You could call me today about something that happened yesterday. I promise you, I, I'll be like, what are you talking about? Like my friends will tell you that. If you call to apologize to me about something that happened yesterday, I'm like, what you talking about? I, I haven't thought two more seconds about it because that was yesterday. I'm on today. I'm on today. The next thing in finding the grace is your worship. Your worship to God. Your ability to just say thank you to God. Psalms 104 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Get some worship. Thank God for everything. After I realized this is, I told y'all this is the fourth year after my husband has been gone. Man, I've been the last few days thanking him. Lord, thank you. I didn't lose my mind. Thank you. I, thank you. I didn't lose my mind. Thank you. I didn't lose my mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I ain't lose my mind. I got a washer and dryer that I needed a few weeks ago. Every time I walk in there to my washer and dryer, I said, thank you for my washer and dryer. I thank you for my car. I thank you for gas in my car. Just a simple thank you. If you will express your love to God in his, in your own way, in your own way, not how I worship and praise in your own way, you'll understand his love and you'll be better in receiving his love. Psalms 104 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him and bless his name. Like I promise you, gratitude changes the game. Gratitude will change the game. When God sees you have such a thankful heart, you don't complain. Yesterday, my mom called me and she was on the phone with me and somebody almost hit her, right? And she was like, oh my gosh, I almost had a wreck. And I said, it don't matter. You didn't. You didn't have a wreck. And so we're going to bless the Lord and thank the Lord that this man didn't hit you. We're not going to spend time on what almost happened. We're going to thank God that you didn't have a wreck. If you will get a thankful heart, a grateful heart, you'll learn to receive God's love and goodness for you. Graciousness changes everything. Graciousness changes everything. I don't have time to complain. I got time to be grateful. I, I got time to be grateful. If you got, and if you got time to complain, you got time to be grateful. The reason you're not seeing the power of God is because you don't have a gracious attitude towards him and you're not able to receive his love and what he's trying to do for you. And so his divine intervention can't come because your bad attitude is not grateful or you're not grateful enough. 
You're still complaining about what you don't have instead of thanking him for what you do have. Lord, I thank you. Even in the worst situations, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank him every day for my apartment. I moved from a house to apartment, but it's so significant. It's so significant in my life. I thank him for my apartment. I'm thankful for my furniture. I'm thankful for my sons. I'm thankful for my friends. Like I can probably find a thousand. I got fingers that move my feet, my toes. Like I can find a thousand reasons to thank him instead of complaining. That's how you find the grace in your gratefulness. Just start listing things in your house that's around you. Thank you for your coffee and everything. Give thanks. Thankful to him and bless his name. Graciousness of God empowers you to live boldly. My next thing to you in finding the grace is you need to start loving more. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you cannot keep conditioning how to love or conditioning your love for everybody else around them. And I'm not talking about loving based on your thought process of what love is. Some of y'all have such jacked up perceptions of love because I had one. I had one. Like I had a jacked up perception of love that you keep loving people from a certain place and it ain't love. Like you think the more you doing for somebody, like, let me be in all these places. Let me do all this stuff. You think that's beneficial to the relationship. And that's not the level of love, even though love is action, love that God is looking for. And you, and then when people don't respond to what you do for them, you're pissed off. Well, when we love and we really love from the place God has us love from, it's not based on someone's responses. It's not based on someone's response. If they're not grateful, it's not based. Think about how many times you have been un as ungrateful for God. John 13, 34 says, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. You gotta, you know, that's y'all know that's my whole thing. Go be loved today. You got to be love in action. But from a God-centered perspective, not a human-centered, not this arrows, not this love that doesn't make sense, or this love that's based on condition, or this love that you didn't get on my nerves today. You have to love at a whole different place. He if you start loving, you'll find God's grace. I promise you will. You'll, if you start loving from a pure place, you'll find and figure out how to deal with unloving people. It doesn't mean you're getting taken advantage of. It's just you know how to deal with people differently. Sometimes being love in action is that you don't even say anything about that person's sin or mistake. That you may not say nothing. You ain't got to correct them. You ain't got to adjust them. You ain't got to do that. That's what his love is. Um, you want to see stuff shift in your favor? Start loving more. And loving from a pure place. I promise. The Lord's love never ends. His mercies never stop. They're new every morning. If you want to find God's grace, let it be new to you every morning. Lamentations 3, 23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord ceases, never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You got to find the grace every morning. It's, it's every morning. Lord, give me your brand new mercies. Give me the grace for this day. I, brand new mercies. Stop living off yesterday's mercies. <laughs> Some of you run out on the next day 
because you're still trying to live off at yesterday's grace and mercy. And he's trying to present a grace and mercy to you every morning. Every morning. He's like, here's what you need for this day. Give us this day our daily bread. Right? Give us this day our daily bread. This day. Give us this day. He has a brand new mercy for you every day. He has a grace for you every day. Also reminds us how God has a forgiving heart. This is my last one. You're going to have to learn how to forgive. If you want to find the grace, if you want to experience the grace, you're going to have to learn how to forgive. Not just yourself, but other people. And what forgiving set means is we're not repeating it. We're not rehearsing it. We're not nursing it. We're dispersing it. We're cursing it. And we're letting it go. Forgiveness means you're not going back to that same situation again and again. As a matter of fact, don't even tell what they did anymore. Right now, some of y'all need to release multiple people. The reason that you're not finding God's grace, his divine intervention for a situation is because you're still talking about how they cheated you um, out of life. You're still talking about what they didn't do for you. This includes your parents. You keep talking about how disrespectful your kid was. Um, you keep focusing on what somebody said. You keep walking in this place, in this space, rehearsing all these bad things for you. Yep, your, your childhood was jacked up. Yep, your last marriage and relationship was jacked up. Um, yep, this, this is... Um, this is a messed up situation you've been in before. Yep, your boss at your other job hated on you. But how much longer are you going to keep for, um, living in unforgiveness? Um, unforgiveness paralyzes you. Unforgiveness leaves a space in your life with no room for growth. You can't grow. You can't, you can't grow because you're still nursing that thing. You're still leaving that area sick. Well, I, I, it, it's okay. I'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget. Well, if you're not going to forget it, you're not forgiving because God forgives us and he doesn't rehearse our sins. Stop nursing that mess. <laughs> stop rehearsing that mess. Stop, stop it. Curse it. Disperse it. Let that mess go. Stop talking about that situation. Every time you continue to repeat a painful situation, you're just giving life to it again. Everybody, let them go, Rodney, so you can walk in the fullness. And it's not hard to do. Let that mess go. And every time it comes back up, put the word of God on it. Matthew 16 and 15 says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. That, that's enough for me. That's enough for me to forgive because I need God to forgive me. Like Matthew 6 and 15, that's enough for me to forgive because I do jacked up stuff all the time. I need God to forgive me. So I don't have any time to not forgive. I ain't got no time. I, I'm not trying to die today in unforgiveness when the Lord has told me that this won't work. If, if I, he doesn't forgive my sins, that means when I get to them gates, I'm going to be weighted on that. That means here on earth, I'm sowing that same mess that I don't want to reap. And if you don't want to reap it, then don't sow it. 
So make a decision right now today. You know what? I'm more interested in living in God's grace than I'm living in unforgiveness because I need his grace. I need his divine intervention for my life. I need him to move like never before. I need to see his power. I need to see his protection. I need to see his provision in every absolute way. And I'm not going to continue to be the hindrance for myself. Once you find the grace or you allow the grace to find you, all of that unlocked potential will come out of you. Some of you have been trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. You're unclear on your purpose. It's because you really don't understand God's grace for you. The unlocked potential, the unlocked potential will come out of you once you're operating in the grace. The grace are the biblical Christian potentials, Christian principles. Everything I gave you is a principle to live by. If you weren't writing it down, you need to go back and watch the video and write it down. These were the precepts that we should live in as Christians so that we find and operate in the grace and stop trying to operate in our own situation. His divine intervention for your present situation will keep you from making the same mistakes and it'll help you find God in so many ways and so many people. You simply need to find the grace or let God God's grace find you. That's the basics for our relationship in Christ. This the basics. I gave you the basics. I gave you the basics and how to grow in your relationship with him. I gave you the basics. So if you came in late, go back and watch it again. Ask God, help me to find your grace for my life. I don't want to I want I want to stop living life on the wire, on the line, at risk. <laughs> Some of y'all at risk. I want to stop living life at risk. I want to stop living life on the line. I want to know what your grace says about me. I want to know what your word, your potential, all this stuff, these gifts, these ideas, these dreams, all of these things that are in you that you haven't fully walked into trying to find your purpose. It'll unlock once you found the grace. It will. I'm living witness. Once I found God's grace, Everything began to lock, unlock. Coffee and conversations, pillow talk. Everything began to unlock for me once I read Carol. Everything began to unlock for me once I began to understand God's grace and what that meant for me. And it wasn't based on all these religious ideologies and what I had taught, been taught in church. It was freely given. It was just up for me to receive, for me to walk in the fullness of it. So that he could fashion me out. He could complete a good work in me. And I could walk in the next level of what he called me to do. Well, that's it for today. I hope that helped you. I hope that was a blessing. I hope that gave you what you needed to understand how to find God's grace. Or to allow the grace of God to find you. God loves you so much. He's ready to complete the good work. He's ready to do absolutely everything that you've been asking him to do. He's just waiting on you to partner. To accept what he's freely done for you. And stop doing it for yourself. I'm telling you. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. 
I want you, if you didn't get this from the beginning, go back, rewind, get this, take notes so that you understand how God's grace works in your life and you don't keep shortchanging yourself trying to do all of these things in your own strength. You're going to wear yourself out. And in his grace, his divine intervention for your present situation, you don't have to overextend yourself and you don't have to wear your, yourself out. My prayer for you today, my prayer for you today is that you find his grace, that you find his grace like never before. And I speak a blessing over you today that it is well with you, <laughs> that God goes before you, that his angels surround you and that his love consumes you. That is my blessing that I speak over you today, that everything begins to divinely line up in your life because you've found God's grace. That's grace that it be well with you today in his. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.